three of the Darts World Weekly Podcast. I'm Harry Masterson. And I'm AJ Ermston-Toft. How are we this week, AJ? Yeah, all good, all good. Getting uh, ready for all the darts festivities. I mean, we've had seasons starting now on the PDC and we've had two players' championships going and just getting ready for Q School Qualifier in Cholton on Saturday and then potential tournaments in the future. Been many, there's been many activity going on in the world of darts at the minute and I think the perfect place to start is the recent two Pro Tours. On to the news and we've obviously just had the first two Pro Tours happen this week. Um, Luke Litzler on his first Pro Tour appearance, winning on his debut and then recently, just now actually, Gary Anderson has claimed the second event. He in fact missed two darts at double 12 for a two nine dart legs in the final and he also missed a uh double 12 in the semi-final against peter wright and talking of nine darters there was three in yesterday's competition uh leighton bennett luke littler and mickey mansell all finding perfection and i mean what starts to this year's pro tour aj i mean to start off with a boom boom from leighton bennett and then a nuke from luke littler and then it's spun off into a tornado with mickey mansell i mean Three nine darters in the first Pro Tours just shows how everyone has been practicing and how everyone's been eager to start. And what a start to the year for, you know, all the players involved. I mean, he's been great starts for the new tour card holders. You know, a few earlier um, people would say upsets with Dave Chisnell crashing out the first round um, to a new tour card holder. Let me get his name. Michel Toretta. Yes, the Italian. Um, the Italian tour card holder. And so to say, you know, the class of 2023, you know, as previously stated in Darts World, you know, not a lot of them made big starts, but you've got to say everyone's been really eager and you can see some of the averages coming in are eye-boggling. And I said there was three nine darters in one day. There was almost a fourth. Luke Littler missed double 12 himself for a uh, second nine darter on the day against Cameron Menzies in the um, in the last 32. But the final as well, we haven't even mentioned that. There was two, oh, there was 109 average from Luke Littler, 111 average from Ryan Searle. And Ryan Searle, despite throwing the better darts, ended up losing by a last leg decider. So... As you mentioned, the quality is just going higher and higher, and there's still 28 more events to go. So, but everyone's fa- everyone's favourite meme dart player, uh, Cameron Menzies. I mean, some of the faces he was pulling in that Luke Littler game were just absolutely fantastic. But that is Cameron Menzies. I've known him for years. I've played in the Welsh Open with him and at the Scottish Open, like passing and playing on the same boards and whatnot. And he's always been a character. But I mean, <laughs> it was every face thrown. You know, and every dart thrown, you know, it was uh, it was great to see. But yeah, Luke Littler is just, you know, as we predicted last week, has hit the ground running. His practice on the Premier League has paid dividends and he's uh, he's he's hit the ground running. But as we said, Ryan Searle, you know, he's now with a new equipment sponsor with Harrow's and the new dart seems to be working very well for him with two finals in the first two days. And, you know, it's, it's looking it's looking good for everybody. You know, I mean, this is the most wide open year in darts. I mean, everyone said last year was the most wide open world championships. And you can just see with this, it's a phrase that we're coining a lot, but with this littler effect, everyone's game has just seemed to have jumped up because everyone's just gone, hang on, I need to do something. 
and it's from top to bottom in the rankings, and it's in top to you know top to bottom in the uh, with all the players. Everyone is improved drastically. And there's been many, many top performances this week on the Pro Tour. Um, Gian Van Veen, Ryan, um, Ryan Searle, you mentioned, um, Brendan Dolan as well. Yeah. All having good runs. And um, Peter Wright today as well. We've all, everyone been saying that he's, everyone thinks he should hang in the dart, hang up the darts now and stop playing. But I mean, today, 99 averages, 98 averages. He's reaching the final. He's reached, he reached the semi final, sorry, yes. today. And, um, He's just. I think he can just use that as a confidence booster for Glasgow on Thursday. Um, he had a very yes. good, he had a very good day today. Alan Tuta victory, and he beat. Um, he also beat James Horrell and Cameron Menzies. So some top yeah. players. He I mean, fast. it's been a, we're going into Glasgow for the Premier League, but it's been a great couple of days for the Scots. You had Alan Tuta semi final, and um, obviously Peter Wright semi final, and Gary Anderson. It's like the. Scottish contingency of the PDC seems to have woken up now and uh, it's been a bit of a smouldering giant I think you know when Gary Anderson had his bit of dip in form and Peter Wright's up and down and stuff but you know a lot of the Scottish players seem to have uh, picked up now and uh, getting into the latter stages you know comparing that to obviously the big news yesterday with Gerwin Price pulling out of um, events one and not playing in event two and what was ridiculous as well about that yesterday is that Gowan Bryce, just before he did pull out the tournament, he threw 110 average in beating Matty Dennant 6-2. Uh, so, I mean, the conditions must have been OK for him in the opening two matches, but maybe it was just something in the match with Brendan that might have just annoyed him and just thought, like, I can't deal with this. Maybe, maybe. I mean, I've played at the uh, Robins Tennis Centre many times um, with Q schools, challenge halls uh, in the past. And it is, I mean, it's, everything's colder up north, but uh, it is very cold in there. Um, but it's up to the players to acclimatise to the situations. I mean, that's what, you know, we're, there to, we're all there to play darts and sometimes you're going to have perfect conditions and sometimes it's not going to be great, but you have to make the best with what you've got. And one player that's certainly accustomed to the um, conditions this week was, in fact, Ryan Searle. Like, despite not winning a tournament this week, he did reach two finals. So, I mean, he's bringing in the ranking money and it will benefit later in the year when he's wanting to get into events like the match play, the Grand Slam yes. and Grand Prix. So, very good start for Ryan. And uh, obviously with Luke Littler winning in the first event, almost mirroring uh, Stephen Bunting from accepting his Pro Tour card from winning the Lakeside, winning on that first weekend uh, of his debut. So, you know, you can see the the St. Helens contingency is uh, doing very well. You mentioned St. Helens and Michael Smith did actually have a, um, he had an early exit today in the uh, in Pro Tour event. So he lost in a last leg decider to Danny Lauby and Danny Lauby recently earning his tour cards at UK qualifying school. And it just shows that, if you even if you're new to the new to the scene on the pro tour, it's like there's no nerves, and you can just if you play your game, you can beat anyone. And James Horrell did it yesterday, and Danny Harvey beating um, Michael Smith today, and Dave Chisnell has lost his opening two matches and won yesterday. He lost to Michelle Toretta. He earned his to he earned his some um, tour card this year, so anyone can beat anyone. Yeah, which is surprising with the form that Dave Chisnell has been in. Him, he's he's always he's at the moment he seems to be on a 
the crest of a wave and getting into them latter stages. So the first two round exits over the past two days is a bit of a surprise and a bit of maybe a shock of the to the system for uh, Dave Chisnell. But no, I'm very happy with the way the class of 2024 have put themselves um, in into the Pro Tour straight away. I mean, last year, as we said, might have been a few false starts along the way, but this year they seem to have uh, hit the ground running. They seem to be more prepared for it, if that makes sense. And finally on the Pro Tour, another player that's um, that's had a bit of a slow start to proceedings this year is, in fact, the world champion, Luke Humphreys. Um, he obviously won 6 He lost 6-0 yesterday against Ian White, and then today he went out in the opening round against Urien van der Velde, so in a last leg decider. So, I mean, there's still 28 tournaments still to go, so there is yeah. time for Luke Humphreys. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon, as the saying goes. So... Um, you know, there's plenty more. Well, there's 92 tournaments uh, across the year, so I'm sure we'll be fine. Moving on onto the uh, Moda Super Series, and we are now in Champions Week for the remaining for the 12 weekly winners. Um, Tom Sykes is the the man to catch at the minute in Group A. He's only lost just one match since he started playing yesterday. Uh, Scott Taylor's the only one to beat him. But them two had an absolute cracker of a match yesterday. Both yeah. of them averaging over 102. And Sykes came out a 4-2 winner with 109 average. So the quality even on even off the PDC stage is, is through the roof at the minute. Yeah, there's been some exciting games. And, you know, the Northwest contingent with uh, Scott Taylor and Dave Evans, you know, both doing reasonably well in, the, in them fields. And it's going to be a very, very interesting week this week. Champions Week always is. And I'm looking forward to the finals on Saturday. And Scott Taylor has, um, has had a very, very good start. Um, even though he's not top of Group A at the minute, he is very, he's four points. He's considerably clear, sorry, of the remaining players at the bottom after two days. So he might not qualify via winning Group A, but he'll definitely feel confident going into Group B on Thursday and Friday. Yes, absolutely. I mean, and Scott Taylor is one of them players where he might have... A couple, I mean, at Q School and at Challenge Store events, when when I've um, when I've played with him in them events, he seems to have an off day. Like first day, he just seems to find his feet, but then when it comes to the last stages, like day three or day four of Q School or the last day of um, Challenge Tour, he just seems to find something and go on an absolute tear. And you know, and I've, but he's started reasonably early with the you know the big averages. But I think you know, as the week goes on, where it comes to um, comes to gut check, you know, he's he's always there or thereabouts, and always seems to find the results needed. Moving on, um, one a competition that's coming up this weekend is in fact the Scottish Open. Um, they um, the WDF will once again be heading to Normandy Cosmopolitan Hotel in Renfrew, and one player that will be looking to continue what has been a very very strong start to. Her campaign in the WDF this year is Bo Greaves. She won the Dutch Open a couple of weeks ago and she'll be hopefully looking for another successful outing in Scotland this weekend. But there'll be other players in the mix, like home favourite Lorraine Hyde will be wanting to use the home surroundings to basically carry her to a win and her first win in the Scottish Open. Yes, and unfortunately, defending champion Dieter Hedman is playing in the seniors. She'll be playing against Martin Adams on the Friday, so maybe it's time for a new name on the trophy.
moving on to the JDC and a player that's had an absolute fantastic weekend, st- sticking with the Scottish theme as well, is in fact Mitchell Laurie. Um, three development foundation tour titles this weekend and he included a 10-dart leg in the opening final against Jack Howarth. But, I mean, he had, he had some tough matches at, on the Saturday. He um, won both finals by, via a last leg decider and in the second final against James Morris, he was 4-1 up. And James Morris... Well, fair play to him. He fought back and levelled it at four all and gave himself that chance in the final leg. But a very strong weekend for Mitchell Laurie. Yes, and uh, capping it off with signing a new deal with Target, which is uh, excellent news for him. And you can see the development in the youth game, which is something that we're going to be going into great detail at the end of the month uh, with our uh, podcast special. Um, over the weekend, I've been doing a bit of filming at various uh, academies and speaking to various people involved in the JDC and former players uh, from the JDC era going into now. Um, it's very exciting to be a youth dart player. I, I wish I had these opportunities when I was a kid and, you know, as I said, don't want to go into spoilers on the podcast special, but the game has dramatically changed in the youth and for the better. Don't forget, guys, as well, um, the Darts World special episode where we're going to be filming in St. Helens Darts Academy will be released on the 29th of February. So don't forget to listen and watch out for when it does drop. Yeah, it's going to be a, an interesting episode. Obviously, I started playing darts in my youth, which I believe was many, many years ago. And it has changed dramatically for the better. So been looking forward to uh, releasing this. So it should be a good watch. So that was the news and of tournaments that have gone by over the past couple of days and over the weekend. But obviously, this is the Premier League. <laughs> There is indeed. Um, I remember last week you called that Michael Van Gogh was going to win in Berlin and and we both said that Luke Little and Michael Van Gogh would be in the final, but two, two missed starts at double 10 from Luke Littler, punished by Michael Van Gerwen and he's off the mark as defending champion this year. Five points on the board, second in the league. He'd be very happy with his work last week in Germany. <laughs> Yeah, and, you know, again, it was a fantastic night of darts. I mean, the averages were fantastic and the games were all very good. You know, the first round or quarterfinals, whichever you want to call it, the standard of this year's Premier League so far, I mean, night two, it's been tremendous and it's um, it's getting a lot more fans in. I mean, I'd like to see the viewer numbers. And one, um, and you mentioned the quarterfinals, one game which particularly stood out to me was Go and Price taking on Michael Smith. Both players... Didn't make the final on the night, but they weren't they weren't short in relation to treating the crowd to a few special roof raising shots. Both players pitting the big fish, I believe, in yes. that match. So yeah, yes, fishman's fishman's friends all over for uh, for the crowd in Berlin. Um, but going into the predictor league, uh, a fantastic night in Berlin for MVG. But was it a fantastic night for both of us? So, first match, MVG versus Nathan Aspinall. Harry went 6-4, I went 6-3. It was 6-4, so Harry gets the bonus point there. So, he's clawing back slowly. Uh, Makes a change. (laughs) uh, in Price and Michael Smith, we both went 6-4 to Gerwin Price, but it was Michael Smith with the win, 6-5. Luke Humphreys and Peter Wright, uh, you went 6-3, I went 6-2 to Luke Humphreys, but it was 
And then Rob Cross, Luke Littler, you went 6-3. I went 6-4, so we get the two points, but the fine, the actual score was 6-5. But then the crucial, crucial three points for the weekly winner went to myself. So this week you gained seven points. I gained nine. So putting that to the weekly table... Puts you at 11 points and me at 16 so far. I'll just say, if Luke Litter had hit them through one of them darts at double 10, I would actually be ahead. Yes, <laughs> but you're not. <laughs> and speaking of which, with the forfeits, I've had a suggestion come in from Andy Tucker. The Red Hot Chip Challenge. Do you know what? That doesn't sound too bad because... Spicy food is one that I'm not. I I can deal with that. But again, guys, the 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 vote is still there. You can still leave it in the comments if you do want to um, give us a different choice of forfeits to choose from, and we will literally put it onto social media and do a poll and vote and see what the best outcome is. But it's not looking good for me at the minute. I'll be honest. If it is the Red Hot Chip Challenge, I think I might have to do my own Project Spice and build my way up to it because there's no way at the moment I can do something like that. I I like I like to taste my food. I don't want my food to affect me. <laughs> and I think this exactly. will affect me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so moving on to week three in the Hydro in Glasgow. We've got some interesting fixtures along the way. So week three, we have... Rob Cross versus Michael Smith, MVG versus Peter Wright, Nathan Aspinall versus Luke Humphreys, Gerwin Price versus Luke Littler. So game one, Rob Cross, Mike Smith. Who have you got and why? Okay, um, I know Michael Smith has had a really, really good start to the Premier League. He obviously won night one in Cardiff, beat some top players on the way, and last week he... Um, got the win over Gerwin Price again and then fell short in the semi-finals. But I'm actually going to go with Rob Cross to win this match. I do think Rob Cross has not... He's only... Re he reached the semi-finals on the opening night. He did lose in the quarters last week. But I, I don't know. I just feel like he's due another win and he has played well in the last... He played well in the Pro Tour despite not making the quarterfinals. But I am going to go with Rob Cross to win 6-4. Ooh. Straight away, a difference of opinion. I've gone the opposite way, same score. I've got Michael Smith seems to be at the moment more comfortable on the stage than he is the floor. Rob Cross has always been a tremendous four player back from the challenge tour. Uh, but I think the uh, bit of extra um, stage presence that Michael Smith has, I think he's got to win that 6-4 instead. So game two is MVG and Peter Wright. Uh, my turn to pick first. I can really only say this going one way and, you know, apologies to Peter Wright fans out there, but Michael Van Gerwen is on a tear at the moment and that bullish bravado is, is just making him bigger and bigger and he's turning into a bit of a monster at the moment with being in the finals and multiple events on TV. In Scotland, he'll, he'll want to upset as many people as possible because he loves doing it. And I think 6-3 MVG over Peter Wright. As you mentioned, though, he's been the top, top. He's been the best player in the PDC so far this year. He's won the Dutch Darts Masters already. He won last week in Berlin as well. Um, he only missed three darts a double in his win over Nathan Aspinall last week. And 
I just think he is the man to beat at the minute in the Premier League. And But I do actually think this will be a lot closer than you think because Peter Wright is coming into this on the back of a decent run in the Pro Tour yeah. this week. And as you mentioned, he has got the home fans. So I think it will be close. I will say Van Gerwen to also win, but I'm going to go with it to be 6-5. Oh, interesting. Interesting. So next game is Nathan Aspinall and Luke Humphreys. Harry, who have you got and why? I think the Asp is going to get his first win in the Premier League um, against Luke Humphreys. I think he's going to win 6-4. I just, I think Luke Humphreys has had a bit of a tough couple of days in Wigan. Um, lost in the second round yesterday to Ian White. He lost in the opening round today against Van der Velde. And I think Aspinall, just the fact that he's not won in his opening two matches, he'll know that he needs to get points and fast. And I think he will win this game 6-4. I've almost gone the same uh, for the same reasons. I've just gone that there'll be you know six uh, five rather than six four to Nathan Aspinall. I think you know obviously Luke has been playing well, but I think it's just a maybe the realization of being the world champion might have just sunk in a, a little bit and it just might be relaxed a bit more. But you know I think Nathan as his uh, his dogged determination in matches, I think this might be one where he, he really amps up and uh, turns up at long last. And finally, uh, Gerwin Price versus Luke Littler. This should be interesting. It's my turn to go first on this one. So I have gone with Luke Littler winning 6-5 by the odd leg. You see it being a close game. I actually, I agree with who you say is going to win. I do think Luke Littler will win. He is, even though he lost in, it was a close game as well today against Radek Saganski, even though he did fall short in the last leg decider. But he's already off the mark in relation to winning a Pro Tour event. And he reached a final last week. In fact, I think he's won every single quarter final in this Premier League so far. And I don't see that stopping this week. I think Price, after what happened in um, Wigan yesterday, I just think maybe that might be on the back of his mind. And I I think Little will win, and I'm going to go with it to be 6-3. Interesting. Right, so that just leaves the weekly winner. Now, looking at the way the bracket is set up, I mean, you could say one half's a bit nicer than the other with who's in there, Um, but I'm going to go with Luke Littler winning this week. I think he's got a harder opening game against Gerwin Price, and then, obviously, against Nathan Aspinall or Luke Humphreys, again, it's going to be one of them tougher games. And I think he'll be more ready for the final than the previous week against Michael Van Gerwen. I know it was only 6-5 and it was two missed starts at double. This time, I don't think he'll miss them doubles. It's literally the uh, the same win as we predicted last week. But, in fact, it's just the other way around. I'm going to go with Michael Van Gerwen oh. to uh, make it a double in Glasgow. I just... I know I said this reason last week for Lucas for winning in relation to Van Gerwen's not played this week. He's had a whole week's rest in comparison to everyone else that played on the Pro Tour. But I just think Van Gerwen's got that different mentality. I think he will relish the fact, he'll know that he's had a week's, week off and everyone else has been playing. And I think he can use it to his advantage. And I think if he does beat Van, if he does beat Peter Wright on the opening night, that's a tough game. Like, no matter if, if Gerwin Price is a tough game for Luke but playing Peter Wright in front of the Scottish fans and he's the only Scotsman in the Premier League this year. I don't see that being easy. And then to play either Michael Smith or Rob Cross next in the semis will be tough. But I do, I, I think Van Gogh will win. I think he makes it a double. He, he won three in a row last year and uh, 
that he's no stranger to winning two nights in a row. So I'm going Van Gerwen. Yeah, and adding to that, I mean, we've got the Euro Tour qualifiers on Wednesday. So as a peeling back the curtain, as it were, we film on a Tuesday here at, uh, for the Darts World Weekly podcast, um, ready for the Thursday. But yeah, there is um, another day of events uh, tomorrow with the Euro Tour qualifiers. And Luke has put his name forward for that at present. So again, another day. But with his age and with his mentality, it's just another day in the office and it's just another day throwing darts. So I don't think it'll have that much of an effect on Thursday, to be honest. Um, but yeah, that's uh, week three in Glasgow. So we'll see how we go there. So that was the Predictor League and preview of the Premier League itself in Scotland. But at Darts World, we never stop here. And we've got some fantastic offers for you uh, on the website. And we will put the links on the, the podcast um, information. At the moment, you've got the DW50 bundle, which is a year subscription plus a limited edition DW50 dart set, which is the gold darts with the Darts World flights. And, you know, for £100, you know, it's less than £10 a month and you get a fantastic set of darts and you get your monthly subscription of the best and most original Darts World magazine. So that's been the review of the week. And obviously we've got a big weekend of darts in multiple codes and in multiple events. Uh, this weekend obviously is the Scottish Open at the Normandy Hotel in Renfrew. And also this week there is UK Open qualifiers. There is one in Cholton that's got my name on it. And uh, going to try my best there. I've got to the final of the qualifiers once and then a few times quarterfinals, but maybe this is the one. We've seen uh, many different players already qualify via the Riley's competitions. Connor Scott, Ash Coleman, uh, Johnny Haynes all qualified. And I'm hoping, AJ, that you can add your name to that list. And yes. we'll be seeing you in Minehead in March. God help him. No, <laughs> no uh, Leonard Gates also um, qualifying recently as well. So an American qualifying through the UK Open uh, on the system as well. And next month, going into the WDF stuff, uh, you've got probably one of the more original events and uh, of the BDO era, uh, the Isle of Man, uh, which is a two silvers event. So things are happening quick. And briefly on recent news, I don't... Um, the Welsh Open had to be postponed um, because Pontins in Prestatyn finally closed down. I mean, having stayed there a few times, it, uh, I think it was a f 10 years gone. But um, the recent announcement that the Welsh Open will actually be in Western Supermare this year, with thanks to the EDO, the English Darts Organisation, organising that, but the, the Welsh Open in England. So... Things are changing all the time. What's your take on that? I, mean, I don't think the uh, the Welsh um, contingent that are listening into this show or any um, any other player, any other Welsh national, will be happy with the fact that their own competition is being held in England. Like that's just, I mean, how would we feel if a uh, English Open was held in Cardiff? Like, I don't think, I don't think it's the, uh, I don't think it's a a smart move and I mean um, I feel like the backlash from it this year might force them into move like relocating the tournament again next year we'll wait and see 
I think it's been a case of where the uh, the Welsh Darts organisation may have been surprised with this closure of Prestatin, and they've asked they've asked for help, but you know to get a location like that where there is so many people there with the chalets and such, there's not been really other locations that could fulfil that in in Wales. I mean, but there's other options. I mean, you know, you could have had it in Cardiff. There's plenty of hotels there. There's, but again, you know, they like this package deal where there's multiple events going on at the same day, whereas with the British Open and the British Classic being at Bridlington, again, you've got more B&Bs and stuff like that in that neck of the woods. Maybe in Wales, you haven't got an area where 600 players on mass can, you know, enter enter that area um, for logistical reasons. But uh I think, you know, it's at a ponting, so it's staying within that that branding. But uh no, I agree. It's gonna be weird not being at uh press satin this year, but uh Western Supermare is a lovely part of the world and especially in August where it's been moved to, it's gonna be a lovely day for darts. No, and I think as well the fact that if there's um you have to take into consideration all the players that are gonna be playing in it and if they're like you have to take into consideration the um like accommodation and facilities and all that and if there was nowhere in wales that could fulfill that to the maximum then i mean um you've obviously got to go you've got to think about relocating elsewhere and if it means being in england then it has to be in england yeah hopefully it'll be back into uh their father's land as they like to say uh, for next year <laughs> but uh with that that is game, shot and match for this episode. I've been AJ of some time. And I'm Harry Masterson.